Welcome to the Nurse Becoming Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Guarneri from the Resume RX, and this is the podcast that's dedicated to empowering and encouraging nurses along your path of professional and self discovery. As a nurse practitioner, mom, and business owner, I'm on a mission to help you figure out how to leave your lasting impact on the world, all while bravely and fearlessly growing along the way. Join me for honest conversations and inspiring stories about personal and professional growth, all through the lens of nursing. Hey, real quick, before we dive into the episode, I want to let you know that this episode is a feature from one of our NP Specialty Takeovers episodes. What we're going to be doing is over the next few months, we're going to be featuring four different NP specialists giving a behind the scenes look into their career, how they got there, what they studied, kind of how they emerged into the specialty. Now, you'll hear four of these episodes here on Nurse Becoming, my regular public podcast. However, if you want to hear all 10 of the specialty takeovers episodes and hear them right away because they're all available right now, I have them inside of a private podcast feed that I would love to share with you. So if you head to nptakeovers.com, that's nptakeovers.com. You can enter your email address and for free get access to this fun private podcast feed with all 10 of the NP Specialty Takeovers episodes. So I hope this is helpful and let's dive right in. Hello, hello, Amanda here. Welcome to the NP Specialty Takeovers series. I am really excited to feature some colleagues of ours in the nurse practitioner world who are working in specialties and who I've invited on to this special series to share a little bit about them personally and what their path was, how they got into their specialty, and basically a behind the scenes of what their day-to-day life looks like working in the specialty. So I am super excited for this. What I did was I had a while back, I put up a question box on Instagram and asked my audience what specialties you would like to learn more about. And I got so many responses. Thank you if you are someone who submitted a suggestion. And what I did was I went through and I tallied them all up and I chose the 10 most popular or the 10 most frequently suggested specialties, because those are the specialties that you and my audience are wanting to know more about. And that's how I chose the specialties that will that we'll feature in this Takeovers series. So 
You will in a little bit hear um, from one of our takeovers guests. And just so that you know, the way that we recorded these, we recorded these as an asynchronous interview, meaning that I gave questions to our guests and they recorded their responses. So rather than a back and forth conversation, what you're going to hear is some stitched together audio from our guest answering the questions that I posed to them. So So it should be pretty easy to follow and should basically come across as a narrative of a behind the scenes look at this person's day-to-day life and how they got into their specialty and and what they um, recommend for future people who are interested in the specialty. So I, like I said, I'm very excited. I I really want to know what you think about this. I hope that you enjoy this kind of new way uh, of seeing into the lives of everyday nurse practitioners like you, because I really think that in order for us to make good decisions about what direction we want to go in with our with our career, we need to have this exposure and we need to learn about what's available to us in the workplace. And um, especially if you've had, you know, just a handful of clinical uh, experiences or, or they were all focused in one area, you may not even have ever been exposed to some of these specialties. So hopefully this gives you more information that you need to make good decisions about what is next for you. So we are going to dive right in. I hope that you enjoy this interview and I can't wait to hear what you think. Hi, my name is Tammy. I am a neonatal nurse practitioner and I am currently practicing in neonatal medicine. I work in um, various level NICUs, whether it's level two, three, or the highest level, level four. Well, the first 10 years of my nursing um, career, I started off with a brief stint for about a year and a half in the um, pediatric intensive care. And then when I had the opportunity, I went straight into the NICU because that's where I wanted to be. And um, once I got in the NICU, I was able to, um, once I became comfortable, um, head become a part of several committees, whether it was PI committees or um, just um, chart reviews, um, just quality improvement within the NICU with various policies. Then I went on to um, be um, a um, peritoneal dialysis nurse. I was also on the percutaneous um, intravenous um, catheter team, which is a PIC team. Um, And then the last six years while I was at the bedside, I actually left the bedside, so to speak, and was on the neonatal flight team for six years. And then after that, I decided I wanted to go to grad school to become a neonatal nurse practitioner. So the APN specialty is actually a neonatal nurse practitioner. Um, And so that's what you sit for in your boards. Um, And while I was in school um, in a neonatal nurse practitioner program, I really um, focused on drawing from my um, career up until that point, my training as a flight team nurse, the six years prior to me going to graduate school really helped me the most because I had to 
exercise a lot of autonomy, a lot of assessment skills, um, the ability to think quickly and prioritize care and assess emergency situations um, on on um, somewhat on my own um, without a physician there present. So that really helped um, prepare me while I was in school um, and was also what jump-started me to go to school. So that's really difficult because it depends really on what level NICU I'm working in that day. So, but in general, you can have anywhere from eight to 12 um, ICU patients that you're supervising. The day typically starts with you getting report um, and then you go and look over lab work, you look over blood gases, then um, if there are any, any imaging such as x-rays, ultrasounds, um, then you go and assess your patients, um, address any immediate needs that the nursing staff has about patient care or orders or parent questions, then you go back um, and get ready for rounds. Um, you write your parental nutrition for, for babies, um, and then you go to rounds, present your patients, what your plan's going to be for the day for the patient um, with the team, and then the team collaborates on it, comes up with a final plan, um, address any needs that need to be addressed from lab work or um adding additional treatments or plans, um, those are addressed. Um, and also, you know, updating parents on what the plan of the day is going to be. And then all throughout the day, we have deliveries that we go to. So that can include, you know, sometimes resuscitations um, in the L&D and even sometimes in the ER or even other parts of the hospital that are unexpected. So that's pretty much the typical day. So since I have gone PRN, I have gone PRN in the last three years. So I typically just work my own schedule. I fill holes in the schedule when I need to, um, when the people are call, have call outs for sick children or they're ill, then um, they ask me if I can work or if they're vacationing um, and that's seen ahead on the schedule, they ask me if I can fill that hole. I also do some travel nursing, nurse practitioner so I am a neonatal nurse practitioner and other healthcare institutions um, through a staffing company for physicians and nurse practitioners and PAs only. Um, so I fill in their holes as well. So I typically work, whether it's days, nights, weekends, or holidays as I see fit. Um, I personally don't do a whole lot of holidays and weekends now that I'm PRN and working a travel position because that's the choice that I have chosen for myself to create more of a work-life balance after 19 years. But typically, if you're working full-time or part-time um, in my home hospital unit, you're going to have work generally every third weekend, a part of it. Um, they work generally 16 or 24-hour shifts, um, and there are holiday requirements. Um, they usually do two um, winter holidays and two summer holidays, and they rotate. I would say overall, it's going to be anywhere from medium to high, because even in the lower acuity units, um, even if you're talking newborn nursery or a level two, you never know when um, a patient's going to have a change of status. So 
that is always, you're always kind of on high alert. Um, definitely in your um, busier level threes and your level fours, you're, it definitely is a high paced environment. I know um, our home hospital where I am now, my home base, we generally, the other week, we had 104 NICU babies. So there are patients that are going to surgery, coming from surgery. Um, we have babies with chest tubes, intubated, lines, serious lines in, surgeons coming in and out, different consults coming in and out, um, parents coming in and out, deliveries happening. Um, people still, we still have to round on all the babies. Um, and there's lots of, you know, sometimes there are interruptions. Well, oftentimes there are interruptions. So it is, um, at the very least, it's a medium, medium stress environment. But um, it's always a place where you're going to always be thinking, um, even when you have downtime, because you always have to be prepared. So it is, I'd say, definitely medium to high environment, stress environment. Well, my favorite I have a couple of favorite parts. My one favorite part, most favorite part is working with the families because I love teaching. Um, I love um, talking to moms who are unsure or um, about how, what the outcome's going to be um, and letting them focus on the moment that they're in right now with their child because, you know, we don't always know what the outcome is going to be. And sometimes we do know the outcome and you know, the outcome isn't um, one that any of us want. So um, I do really enjoy working with families, a lot of times end of life family um, situations. Um, but I also enjoy um, watching um, our babies that come back who have had complicated medical courses come back to see us or that we hear from and that they're doing well. So I love that part. And I also love some of the procedures that we do. So I love um, doing lumbar punctures and I love putting in lines. Um, so those are just a few of my favorite parts, but I also love working with the team and he hearing from different aspects of our team, whether it's speech therapy or physical therapy to get their takes on um, our patients and because that's all incorporated in their care. And I just love seeing how it all comes together in the end when we get a baby out the door and home. I would definitely say you have to learn how to prioritize. Um, that is definitely key in the NICU um, because there's so many things coming at you um, and any given shift at any given time of that shift. Um, you have to know what details that have to be done right now and what can be done for later and then when you need to go back to those ones that you did not do because they are still important. They're just not very high prioritized um, because details are important in the NICU. Um, also, a desirable skill would be communication because parents are in a very high stress time in their lives and they literally hang on every word. So your communication skills with not just the family, but with the team so that we're all talking the same language because when um, information is delivered in the wrong octave or if it's different than what they've heard from someone else that can cause um, 
some unhappy situations with families. So you have to be really good about choosing your words and speaking to your coworkers so we can all get on the same plan and all say the same thing to, to the family. So those are definitely desirable skills to have because the rest we can really teach you is um, procedures and um, going to deliveries. But communication is something that's oftentimes hard for, for a few people. So that's something that definitely would be a desirable skill. I would suggest reaching out to another neonatal nurse practitioner and get her advice on where she he or she thinks that you are um, in your current skills if they work with you and what can you do to kind of sharpen your skills um, as a NICU nurse and um, let them know these are my desires to go to um, neonatal nurse practitioner school. Um, I also would suggest that you get on any as many committees as you can and if you're um, you know just because that's going to help your communication skills um, and as far as your skills goes, if your team has, um, your unit has a neonatal transport team or a flight team, um, ask to be a part of that. Um, and even if they don't, I would um, try to become an NRP instructor or if you, your unit has stable, try to become a stable instructor, teach those classes, be a leader um, in your unit. And in anything education in your unit, because that's going to help your um, skills um, develop. So when you do apply to neonatal nurse practitioner, you'll feel like you'll have a little bit more of a solid ground as a student when you um, start the program. So those are my suggestions. Well, I'd like to share that I love the NICU because I think that it's such a blessing to be a part of the beginning of a life. Um, and no matter how long or short it is, um, that you get to be a part of it. And because it's a really personal thing for um, every family, but um, and that someone is entrusting you to take care of their little one in a very stressful time of their lives. Um, so um, just always keep that in mind. And even on those days that are really, really busy and really, really hard that um, this is something that they're going through that's very challenging for them. And you're going to go home and continue about your day, but it's still going to be very much real for them um, for, you know, that as long as that baby's there and sometimes even beyond, um, you know, there's, you know, unfortunately, um, end of life situations in our unit, but um, I think I love those as well because you can make an impression on a family and in, and create a moment for them that will last a lifetime, so that they can have the best positive memory um, that they could possibly get out of a horrible tragedy. Um, so I think that's really a beautiful thing to be a part of, and so that's why I love the NICU. Um, so if you're interested in the NICU, you know anyone can always reach out to me. I love it. So if you're interested in connecting with me, you can reach me on my email, which is nurse, N-U-R-S-E, number two, N-N-P at yahoo.com. Or you can reach me on LinkedIn, 
Tammy, T-A-M-M-I, Boswell, B-O-S-W-E-L-L. I am on LinkedIn, as well as I am on um, Instagram. So my Instagram handle is also nursed, N-U-R-S-E, number two, N-N-P. So if you have any questions, concerns, or you just want to chat, just reach out. I love to talk to nurse practitioners, NICU nurses. If you want to send me some nursing students who are interested in NICU, I'd love to do talk to them as well. I love to talk all things NICU. Well, that does it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and making it all the way to the end. If you found today's episode helpful, would you take a minute and give me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts? It will truly help other nurses find this show and know that it's worth listening to. For more information about this episode, as well as a place to submit your questions or suggestions for future episodes or guests, head to nursebecoming.com. I cannot wait to connect with you again soon. And until next time, remember, I am always rooting for you.